Hey guys, it's Madeline here, and this is a Keto Bite. If you're brand new to the show, I would suggest that you go back to episode number one from season one and start there. But for all of you who have been listening regularly, welcome to the show. Today, you'll learn what it means to be fat adapted and how to tell if you are fat adapted or not. But before we jump right in, I just want to say Merry Christmas to everybody. As I'm recording this, it's December 27th and we just had Christmas a couple days ago. And this year, my family actually decided to host all of the relatives over for Christmas, which is not something that we normally do. My mom hosted and I helped her plan the party and helped her with all of the food and it was kind of an interesting experience. My mom and I both eat very healthy. Um, Our immediate family is really into um, keto and other kinds of natural types of things and so it's easy for us to all coordinate what we're going to be eating. My extended family, most of them aren't really into this kind of thing so it was a little bit of an odd experience. We did make all food that was gluten-free, dairy-free except for butter, sugar-free, and almost every single thing was grain-free. And we had chicken tortilla soup, we had lasagna that was made with rice noodles and without any cheese, we had shredded Brussels sprouts, we had pot roast, we had ham, bacon-wrapped asparagus, mashed potatoes, and then we had a huge assortment of different desserts, like different pumpkin pies and all these different breads, like banana bread and pumpkin bread and lemon poppy seed bread, and then some cookies. We also had wine from Dry Farm Wines. I love that company. And some other kinds of fun little beverages. And it was interesting because most people who came didn't seem all that interested in eating food, and I think a lot of people actually... Uh, know our family and think that our food is going to be tasting really bland or really boring because we are really healthy eaters. But all of the people who did eat the food were shocked and surprised at how good it was. And I couldn't hear enough about how much they loved the lasagna or they loved that chicken tortilla soup or the guacamole and all of these other dishes that we had and they were really surprised at how flavorful and good tasting they were. So I I just bring this up because when you eat this way you can make absolutely incredible food and there's so much variety to what you can make. So I don't want you to get your hopes um, lost because you're thinking that for the rest of your life you're going to have to eat bland boring chicken breasts with nothing on them. That's not what this is and you should end up actually loving what you're making and finding even more excitement and more variety in your food the longer that you do it. Especially after you become fat adapted you can really begin to open up the doors to what you're choosing to eat. When you hear the term fat adapted, that just means that your body easily taps into your stored fat for fuel. Sugar burners are the opposite. Their bodies cannot burn fat easily and they continue to crave carbs and sugar for their fuel. So let's say you are doing keto and you're trying to eat low carb and you feel horrible. You're constantly craving sugar, you feel depleted and you feel like you're starving and you can't even function, that's a sign that you're seriously a sugar burner and you can't tap into fat stores at all. So people like that who are just starting out really need to increase their fats and maybe even increase the amount of food they're having if they're eating really little tiny meals or snacks until their body becomes a little bit better at burning fat. But once you've been doing keto for at least six weeks, possibly longer, 
then it's time to test and do this little experiment on yourself to see how you're doing and if you are fat adapted yet or if your body still prefers to be a sugar burner. So you've been eating low carb, you've been doing keto pretty, you know, strictly and and really well for about six weeks. Then one day you decide you're going to have a carb day. Choose foods like starchy vegetables or fruit for your carb day. That might be something like some berries or some sweet potatoes or peas or beets or squash or pumpkin, those types of foods. But try not to have something that's processed like cereal or grains or spaghetti or junk food or Pop-Tarts or bread. Those types of things are going to throw in too many factors into the experiment because most people react poorly to those foods. So you might just have a lot of bad symptoms after eating that simply because you react to the food, not necessarily because it's a carb. So choose something that you're probably not sensitive to like pumpkin or fruit. You could have those carbs for one meal, or you could have some carbs at each meal that day. If you're feeling like you want to hold back and you don't want to go all out, then just have a little bit of fruit or carbs at dinner time, like maybe a half a cup of blueberries at dinner, and you are likely not to go out of control the next day. Some people are really afraid of doing this experiment because they're afraid they're going to get addicted to carbs again. So you can start really slow. But if you're not afraid and you're pretty sure that you're fat adapted, then have a little bit of carbs at each meal. Then you would be you would be testing your blood sugar and ketones before eating the carbs, 30 minutes after the carbs, and the following day or two or three or four. So that would look like this. You wake up maybe on a Sunday and you say Sunday is going to be carb day. You wake up and you measure your ketones and your blood sugar, write it down so that you know your starting measurements before you've eaten the carbs. Then maybe you have some carbs at lunch or something like that. Maybe you have them at breakfast if you're still eating breakfast. And 30 minutes after you're done eating, measure your ketones and your blood sugar again. And then do that each time you eat. It's best if you can measure your blood sugar and ketones right before you eat and 30 to 40 minutes after you eat. Write all of that down and keep a journal of what you're eating so you can remember. And then the next day, stop having the carbs, go back to eating keto and go back to eating low carb and measure your blood sugar and ketones a couple of times throughout the day and do that for the next few days, like three or four or even five days as you continue to eat low carb. Now here are the scenarios that you might come across. You might notice that your blood sugar starts to shoot way up after eating those carbs, like higher than 90. Remember that you would always want your blood sugar between 70 and 90. So if your blood sugar shoots up way higher than 90, like I'm talking 120, 150, 200, higher than that, those kinds of numbers, that means that you're probably eating too many carbs for your body and you need to take it down a notch. Also, your ketones, if your ketones drop, so let's say you started with your ketones at 1.0 the morning before you have carbs, then you start eating carbs and your ketones start ticking down, like they go to 0.8, 0.6, 0.5, and then they might even measure as low on your keto mojo device or whatever else you're measuring with. If that's happening, then that's normal. So don't worry if your ketones drop. They're going to drop if you have carbs, whether you're fat adapted or not. But then the next day or the next 48 hours, you would want to see them start to rise back up. 
So let's say you ate some carbs on Sunday. On Monday night, if you're still measuring low and bottoming out, that might be okay, but it might also be a sign that you're not fat adapted. Definitely by Tuesday or Wednesday, your ketones should start to rise back up again. So on Tuesday night or Wednesday, if you're still bottoming out as low, that's just a sign that you're still a sugar burner and you're not fat adapted yet and you're not really ready for that many carbs yet. Or you just need to give yourself another few months or even a year or more until your body can really handle this. In a perfect world, after eating some carbs, your ketones should decrease for about 24 or maybe 48 hours and then they rise back up and you feel great again. And that's actually a good thing and that's normal and that's what you would want. If you don't measure your blood sugar or your ketones, you can still do this experiment and you can base it off of your symptoms. So let's say you feel amazing the morning that you're going to eat carbs. Then you eat some carbs and if you start to feel really bad, like you feel sluggish and exhausted and grumpy and you get really big full-blown sugar cravings and then it lasts a few days like that and you just feel worse, you're probably still a sugar burner and your body is on the blood sugar roller coaster and it's craving sugar to keep you feeling good. Rather than you just eat the carbs, process that through your body, and then you can tap right back into fat stores for fuel and feel amazing. If that's not happening, then you're probably not fat adapted yet. And remember, that is okay. Maybe you've gone your whole life living on the blood sugar roller coaster and you are not ready yet to just jump into fat burning. I know for me, this is something that my body does not just easily go to. I am not a natural fat adapted person. I think my body would prefer to be on more carbs, but I'm easing myself in over a number of years and I'm not forcing it and I'm allowing my body to adapt slowly and naturally and comfortably so that there's no shocks and there's no excessive stresses with this. And I would recommend that you let go of any sort of judgments about your body if you're measuring or if you're experimenting and you give yourself a long time. Now, if you have given yourself a long time and it's still not working, it's probably because you have some underlying health troubles and stress that needs to be improved. So you can go back, start from episode number one if you haven't mastered all of this information and start to review the episodes. I would recommend especially that you review episode number two on insulin and blood sugar and episode number four on measuring ketones and blood sugar if you're feeling at all lost about this. But that's all for now. We only have one more episode in season one, and then we jump right into season number two, which is going to be really fun. Happy New Year, everybody, and I hope you had a beautiful Christmas, and I'll catch you next time.